Hey. Hey. Wake up! You think I don't know what you're doing right now? Huh? Well, I won't be ignored. You hear me? I won't be ignored. Will! Talk to me! Everything good out here? Look me in the eye, you robot son of a hey, bitch! Hey! Dude, what's up? Oh, let me guess. You let your car battery die again. No. No. Sorry, Travis. I'm telling it to go grab me some lunch while we tunecast. And it's acting like it doesn't hear me. Like I'm some kind of chop who'll just take whatever it gets no. me! <laughs> let me out! Dude! Dude, you've lost it. Chill out. I, I'm chilled. I'm chilled. He's the one that's been a problem. All right. So we watched Transformers. Yes. And now you think your car is actually a member of an alien race of mechanical beings. Robots in disguise, who millions of years ago escaped their dying planet Cybertron and fled to Earth. Where they reactivated in modern times. And resumed their war between two factions, using their ability to change into secondary forms like jet planes, boomboxes, dinosaurs, cars. You think your car is one of the heroic Autobots? No, it's being a total Decepticon right now. I don't know, man. I mean, have you tried asking nicely? It's my car. I own it. It should do whatever I tell it to! Yeah? And how's that working out for you? You... <clears throat> You're right. You're right. Listen. I'm sorry. You don't deserve to be talked to that way. You're not my property. You're a person. A 20-foot-tall, robotic, alien person who lets me drive him around. I mean, I should be buying you lunch. Super unleaded. Only the best for my friend. Today on the Days Past Tooncast, we're talking about Transformers. Everyone, welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Spring has sprung. Mm-hmm. Welcome to May, everyone. In the bloody wake and ashes of action-packed <laughs> April, yeah. the Days Past Tooncast rises like a phoenix for spring. Go yo 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 yoing spring with a broom and a dustpan because we're spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. We did this last year a little bit. This is the time of year where we like to go back and check on some cartoons that we haven't heard from in a while. How you doing? Hey, guys, How you, you okay? Buddy? It's a little text. It's like, you good? <laughs> Smiley face? That's it, miss right? you, Miss you, pal. We're, we're sending them that text. You weren't there the other day at that party, buddy. Yeah, I miss you for the past few years. <laughs> and this particular cartoon we have not heard from for about a year. It was last spring when we last watched... Transformers. Well, the, the first go around, we we didn't have recording on it to last uh, an eternity, man. Yeah, we we <laughs> recorded about I don't know a few weeks worth of footage. Right. We put three cameras and uh-huh. an audience in the room and just yeah, oh uh, man, go back and check that one out if you got two and a half hours to kill, probably. <laughs> 
Or maybe divide it up. Maybe give it an installment plan. Yeah, it was a saga. Actually, the last one that we covered, which was Autobop, was only in, as far as like broadcast goes, yeah. it was two episodes before this one that we're covering today. So they must have really been running out of ideas around this time <laughs> or just stretching to see how far the Transformers blanket can go. No doubt, man. Transformers, robots in disguise. When I was a kid, I've, I can't believe I haven't brought this up the past few times we talked about this show. Okay. I didn't watch a ton of Transformers, but I know I saw it. Yeah. And I would sing the song, robots in disguise, <laughs> but I would just say skista skista skies as a small boy. Really? Like that's a word. I didn't know what they said. I, I my ears hadn't developed to uh, decode what the transformer was saying. Yeah. So skis das skis das guys. It's appropriate that we cover these transformers here in spring, the first of our spring cleaning, because both of them represent change. Yeah. Transformation, Ooh. if you will. <laughs> Flowers blooming, and perhaps love also blooming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A tin man situation. A, t- a tin man meets a flesh lady. <laughs> <laughs> they both sound like one sounds like a sex toy. The other we know is a character from Wizard of Oz. Also appropriate that we are covering this particular episode of Transformers for this, our 69th episode of the Days Past Tooncast. You dirty dog. I'm a dir- the dirtiest dog you never picked up on the side of the road. <laughs> I don't want anyone to pick me up. I like being dirty in the mud. So if you don't know what we're talking about, you're about to, because here comes the plot. Transformers, Season 2, Episode 35, originally broadcast November 18th, 1985, entitled The Girl Who Loved Powerglide. Decepticons kidnap the high-tech heiress Astoria Carlton Ritz in hopes of using her late father's energy formula to manufacture Energon, their source of power. Standing in their way is a single Autobot, Powerglide, who risks life and limb to save Astoria, who develops more than friendly feelings for him that he begrudgingly reciprocates over time. Astoria is taken to the Decepticon Sky Station and interrogated, to no avail. Only she knows that the formula is actually stored in the necklace her father gave her, and she sacrifices that necklace to stop the station's defense system, clearing the way for Powerglide to defeat the Decepticons and send the station crashing into the undersea base. The world of Transformers. Welcome to it. Yeah, here you go. Hope you transform the experience (laughs) into one that's useful for you in your later life. Imagine living in the world of Transformers. Come with us for a moment. Walk down Imagination Station Lane Boulevard. <laughs> I'd rather not. Sir- <laughs> well, you're gonna. But- We're about to. All right. I'm dragging you along. All right. Imagine living in this world of Transformers. At this point, this is you know second season, deep into it, the world has been transformed. It uh-huh. seems like by the Transformers. Where fights like we see in this cartoon, just three robot jets shooting lasers at another robot jet, no care given to the the collateral damage, be it people or buildings or whatever. As two meteors just (laughs) hit the earth. And this entire cartoon, no authorities show up anywhere. There's no paramedics. There's no police. There's no FBI. There's no army. I I think they just stopped. care. They said, you know, what are we going to do? 
these giant robots, these 20 foot tall robots, give or take, depending on who drew it, are just going to be at war in the skies. And we're lucky that we're not all dead yet. It's going to end in a bloodbath and a firestorm. <laughs> this is the everybody's living in this world where it's common enough that it seems almost like it would become like a tornado or an earthquake. We're like, uh, I mean, look, we live in like Transformer Alley. Yeah. <laughs> so like there's a that's just, you know, it's a great place to live, though. New York's awesome. Yeah, but it is Transformers Alley. I don't know if it's New York. It looks like Blade Runner during the day, like all business buildings that go 20 stories tall or bigger. Yeah. I mean, I think the humans have just given up. I don't think there's really much they can do. Transformers are just about all powerful, right. except when it's useful plot wise for them not to be. Yeah. Or, or, or too many heads have been lopped off while, while they're just walking. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> well, ser- Seriously, like th- they should not be within a 50 foot radius of a human because just the accidental damage that could be done. It's heavy machinery. Very heavy machinery. Power. And you can't drive one of these transformers under the influence of any drugs or alcohol. No. They're very heavy machinery. <laughs> I think it's to the point in this world where like weathermen are called upon to give forecasts for where Transformers may be fighting. Like there's a 60% chance of a Transformer fight Saturday morning in Manhattan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just have, they have the little Decepticon and Transformer faces yeah. on the map, as well as the rain and the lightning. <laughs> the screws might be flying over here in this section. Yes, right absolutely. Here. So that's that's the world. Of the Transformers. I just, we wanted to give you guys an idea of what you're stepping into when you watch this cartoon and what we stepped into and barely survived barely. when we watched it. And this is the setting for a tale of passionate romance between a young lady and a robotic jet. Young lady. Young lady. As you heard in the plot summary, this is basically a, a romantic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> a boy meets or a bot meets girl. <laughs> girl meets bot. Yeah. <laughs> story. The title of this episode, The Girl Who Loved Power Glide, uh-huh. sounds like either a pornography. Yes. Because that sounds, yeah, it just sounds. A little suggestive. I have been suggested something off the menu <laughs> and it's I'd say. pornographic. But it also kind of sounds like a weird adult fairy tale. Once upon a time, there was a girl who loved Powerglide. And it's, 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 that's like Roe Dahl wrote this one, I think, <laughs> instead of Maurice Sendak. <laughs> the bot in this story is a Transformer, an Autobot, one of the good boys, uh, named Powerglide. One of the truth tellers. One of the truth tellers. <laughs> that's the thing. They're all liars. These damn robots. And they, they come to our planet. Yeah. And they start lying <laughs> right away. I like Power Glide. I didn't know. I, I knew that he was the focus of this cartoon coming in. I didn't know who he was. There's too many too many Transformers to ever begin to keep up oh, with. Yeah. I, I'm any fan out there, any super fan Transformer fan out there. You are lying to yourself and to me. You are you are now a Decepticon if you try to tell me you can name all these characters that even appeared in this episode. Don't try it. Don't even. You know what? Don't write us and do it. Maybe that'll work. Yeah, that'll get some people writing in. You're a Decepticon. Yeah, just yeah. yeah, just shut up. Yeah, just shut up and stay over in the Decepticon corner where we put you. The Decepticon <laughs> but, table. But keep listening. I like Power Glide. He is a uh, red and silver robot man. He's got kind of a pointy head, and he turns into a plane. And he, le- he leans against walls like he's the fun. Well, he because he's got this plucky. <laughs> Attitude very much in his in both in his voice because he's got almost a I don't I, some kind of New York or Northeast accent. Yeah. Autobot headquarters. This is Powerglide. The Decepticons are attacking Hybrid Technologies Corporation. They must be after some secret plans or maybe some new fuel they've invented or 
Or maybe they're gonna kidnap all the company's top scientists. Or, huh? They're after a girl. It's hero time. Yeah, he should be flipping a coin and wearing a leather jacket and snapping and all these things. And he's very plucky, very spunky. And between that, his attitude, and this whole thing where they, they're they at the carousel getting hot dogs. It's like they're on Coney Island or right, something like that. Yeah. It really gives me this other side of the tracks romance feel of like a West Side Story or The Outsiders, yeah. you know, by S.E. Hinton. Hinton. <laughs> yeah, he, he sounds like he would be the best friend of the main character in a 50s gang. Okay, yeah. Because like, he's not the lead character to me. He's he's not, he's too, yeah, hey right. guys, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, oh, you know, this, <laughs> this little guy. But he's, yeah, he turns into a big red plane. And that's about all we got to know about him. Uh, there's not much to it. Or to him. And he is our, our just about a solo Transformer in this. Yeah, I mean, so far, I think he's the deepest Transformer we've seen thus far. A well, because he does uh, have emotions. Mm-hmm, he, he, in does. fact, has emotions. Yeah. Now, I have some questions, as usual, about how he and the other Transformers even function. Yeah. Like, every episode we watch of this raises more questions about Transformer physiology what, what than it ever answers. What, what size are what you? What size are you is always number one. It is, like, the most commonly asked, like, if it was on Family Feud, uh-huh. and it was, like, what are the most commonly asked questions of Transformers? Number one, ding, 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 would be, how fucking big are you? Yeah. Like, cause you're, I mean, they, on this one, they mostly stay between 15 and 30 feet. I would say they're, they're mostly like somewhere in there. Not too bad. Yeah. 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 That's my guess. Yeah. Power Glide is being chased by three Decepticons at one point. Uh-huh. I mean, in fact, at a few points in this, but he's flying away and he has three jet style Decepticons flying after him. Right. And he eludes them by parking under an overpass of a highway. Pretty good idea, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know jets could do that. I didn't. I think they're usually too big for that, but he, we're back into size again, and there's no winning that battle. But these three Decepticons that are in jets, there's nothing they could do to sense that he's down. I know they didn't see him go hide. It's hide and go seek. But do they not have sensors of any kind, or can they not just smell their own that there's a Transformer in the area? That seems so low tech that they just like, because they just say... He has eluded us. We must keep searching. He's eluded us. Too bad. And they just give up. That's it. All he has to do is hide for a minute. It's over. Just ducks off for one second. Multiple times where these, let's average 20 foot tall robots are physically struggling with a human woman, Astoria. Uh Like it seems that she is resisting them in the moment. Two of them are holding her. Like you and I were talking about it. They would just split her in half on accident. Yeah, the, the wind, the wind they're creating by by running. Yes, <laughs> immediately. Like there are times where she's just being thrown. I mean, they're very not respectful of her body in this. She doesn't seem to mind, and I'd like to talk more about that a little bit later. But yeah, they they their strength level. Like one picks up an entire carousel above his head, and then moments later is like struggling with his buddy to carry this woman off to another jet. Yeah, <laughs> all over the place. Maybe they're struggling with not ripping her apart. You know. I mean, Maybe. Yeah, they're <laughs> just trying to be so gentle. They're trying so hard. They're just using their little, like the very ends of their gigantic fingers. <laughs> like, yeah. They have to turn their body to sleep. Like uh. they have to go into human handling mode. They probably have like human handlers, like we have animal handlers that transformers that just turn into like they're wearing the safari suit that the guy always wears when he's right. an animal handler, and then they handle the humans. <laughs> we find out in this. What I didn't realize, but I guess it's the secret way to defeating any Transformer or some Transformers. This again, up in the air, accessing their cockpit or their steering wheel or whatever, because 
Powerglide picks up this woman, Astoria, and takes her for a ride. He's trying to save her life. She thinks that there's no pilot, which is a, a, a very accurate reaction. I would be fucking freaked out. Uh-huh. She runs over and tries to pilot it, presses a button, and he goes down. Like a sack of bricks. Yeah. He cannot override the controls inside his body yeah. in that moment. Right. That's terrible design. What Transformer God decided that that's how you'd make a Transformer? The the bad one? The bad? Not the, mine. Oh, oh Not okay. Mine. So the Transformer Satan did it. Yeah. That's his fault. Well, then later she gets thrown into a jet, another Decepticon who has a jet. She's just a ragdoll in this. Yeah. No, oh, dude. She is, she is carded from one, one scene to another completely. <laughs> she gets thrown into this, uh, this Decepticon who's also a jet and then flown away. But I guess... Either she doesn't think to like pilot him or press a button because she gets taken away, spirited away. I, it's just nothing's consistent. Nothing. It is just a make em up and a shake em up. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> Powerglide, the last little piece of him that he, that he reveals to us. Uh-huh. And it is his most vulnerable moment. Yeah. But this also brings up questions about Transformers physiology for me. They had them open. They have like they all have like chest cavities that can be just a door that opens uh-huh. up, and it's a, a mother, bunch of a motherboard, a motherboard and, wires. and yeah. wires, like you know from 1970 or something like that. It's probably like some punch. <laughs> the first Transformers were punch card Transformers that took up entire rooms, I guess. The first, it's like the first nine volt <laughs> battery in there. <laughs> just like an army of nine volt batteries running him. I don't know which one's running out. He opens up his chest at the end when he said goodbye to Astoria, his lady love. And he has this like the the most tacked on looking LED lights that are pink uh-huh. that are just on top, I guess, of his in, inner cavity there that make the shape of a heart because he feels love for this human woman. Yeah. <laughs> is this something that all the Transformers have? Like, is that their way that you they show that they're in love or that they're in heat? The, do they display this for like? Is, is that their Care Bear stare stamp? There's that. Do they do? Is that their like? You know when a peacock shows off their feathers for a mate in the Boy, wild, like prospective yeah. mates? Hell yeah, you do. We all do, dude. Always peacocking. That's him peacocking. Maybe that's like how a transformer shows that they're ready to mate in the wild. Is they open up their chest <laughs> so and then they heart. have a little heart in there. <laughs> <laughs> The girl in the Girl Meets Bot story here is Astoria Carlton Ritz. Not Ritz Carlton. Not Marriott. Not, I, I don't know, La Quinta. Like Astoria La Quinta. That, oh, that's a good name. Astoria La Quinta. Astoria Carlton Ritz, not Ritz Carlton. This had, in my mind, had to have been a placeholder name that they like laughed about. And then they just ran out of time and it made its way through. I, I, I can't believe anything else. That's One guy created it and he died with that. Name. He okay. What happened is one of the writers mm-hmm. named her, then died before the show was aired, and they said, "Oh, he loved that name. We can't get rid of it now because that he died. Name. We were going to get rid of it if he, yeah, but he <laughs> died. So now, in honor of him, we'll keep her name this dumb name. Yeah, it's weird because it's such a placeholder name, but it's also kind of accurately millennial. Like Astoria is a name of a Instagram influencer. Yeah, a hundred percent. So. I want you, Travis, and listener, think of it this way. As we're talking about Astoria and how she's doing all these things in this show, think of her 
as Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner playing the role, or 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 fill in your your influencer, that your person who puts on makeup and stands in front of a camera and posts pics. Picture your Astoria. Yes. Who's your Astoria? <laughs> Their Astoria is a young lady who's dressed like she's Colonel Sanders' daughter. <laughs> or she's at the horse races in 1930. Yeah, she just found Tarzan. <laughs> yeah. She is she is like an extra on Gone with the Wind. Like she she couldn't be older than 20 something. But she is wearing a blue hat that looks like a starched from the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, she, like a blue hat that looks like starched towel that's just been folded into a Napoleon hat, and then a yellow, a very long yellow, very conservative yellow flower dress. And I mean, it looks great to the ground. Yeah, all the way to the ground. Yeah, can't show those ankles. She looks great. It's just like, is this a young lady in 1985? Is this a common way of dressing? This is, this is what the, the Transformers have done. To our society, they have they have <laughs> they've arrested our development culturally by with their arrival. I know you're all totally grossed out to be here, but it's my birthday, so I'm going to have a party. Why aren't you geezers having a good time? Why can't you guys just lighten up and enjoy yourselves? Oh, I can't stand it. This place is like a prison. I hate it. I want some excitement. If she was the character I'm talking about today, she'd be in yoga pants and she would be taking selfies with Power Glide. Yeah. Yeah. As, as throughout the episode <laughs> instead of jumping on him constantly, which is what she does instead. This show starts with her birthday party on top of what looks like Stark Tower from the Avengers movies yep. or as I would know it, Avengers Tower because I'm dyed in the wool, babe. Ooh. Yeah. I'm one of those sexy comic guys you've heard about. <laughs> you know, the pale ones. <laughs> yeah. The real pale ones. It starts with her party. That is all balloons. It looks like it is a hats of the world festival. Uh. <laughs> like a parade of not hats like you would see at the royal wedding, uh-huh. which is more what she's wearing, but just like they they look like they're modeled after flags of countries. Yeah. The whole thing is basically just balloons. Doesn't look like there's booze or anything like adult related. It looks like a child planned this birthday party. Yeah. And it's got me a little worried about her. <laughs> Where is she at with her development? Because her father has died. And she is a she is in her 20s. I mean, I'm just guessing she's and in her so, 20s. So she just found this dress and it never came off. Of yeah, she hasn't, she she doesn't bathe, she doesn't dress, she doesn't feed herself unless like the butler comes by and does it. Cause she I think she's regressed maybe after her father died. It's a bummer. Her dad yep. died, left her this whole thing. She's an heiress. I'm just a little worried about her. You, want, you and me they're, both know it's a bummer. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just admit it. It's a big bummer. I'm worried about her because she's also drawn to not just excitement. She says she wants excitement, but she's drawn to intensity and drama and a relationship with a robot that aside from the obvious issue with that, there are there's deeper issues to be dug into. There is nothing but trouble. She falls immediately in love. Yeah. She swept off her feet quite literally by a robot. Don't know how the feet are still there. <laughs> no, no, yeah. If the animal, if, if the animal, if the robot touches you, you're damaged. You're oh. damaged goods, hun. <laughs> it's, it's true for any of us. That's like they're going to squeeze your head on accident. Yeah, you can't be jostled around by a, a robot. Try to pick up an ant without damaging it. Yeah. <laughs> she is just immediately interested. Like she thinks he is. She says all these things. She says that he is uh, interesting. That he's kind. That he can fly. Of course, that's uh, that is. I will admit. It's kind of hot. That's what I usually go for. Yeah. Someone who flies. I think he's wonderful. You do. Oh, wow. He's tall. He's handsome. He's shiny. (laughs) And he can fly. But she says he's handsome. Please, I implore you to go look up a picture of Power Glide. I'm not arguing that for a Transformer, he's not handsome. But 
his face is half covered. His metal face, which is vaguely human, is just like covered the bottom up. The bottom half of it is just covered what looks like a metal bandana. He's like par- he's a partly human. He's all vague. metal, no real. <laughs> <laughs> all metal. He looks like he's gonna go rob a robotic train. But he's just a giant robot. Like how is he? He's he's symmetrical. Yeah, I'll give her that. Look, you like what you like, so I'm not gonna <laughs> give her too much shit for that. But you and I have had plenty of crushes on cartoon women who. They're not humans, like whatever, but we're guys. Yeah, there's different rules. It's not okay for women to have the same things that we have. No. The same hangups that we have. Yeah. Get it, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) And at that same time that she is expounding on how great this robot is, there is a human man around her age in the room. This guy, Spike, who's a human that hangs out with Transformers, who's a mechanic. That's like, hey. I know that's a little below her station because she's an heiress, but like that guy's, you know, he's got muscles probably. He's all covered up in oil. He's a mechanic and he's, and he's wearing a hard Hard hat. hat. Why is he wearing a hard hat? Is that what they're supposed to do? And none of them do it. I don't think so. No, he looks like he's going into the coal mines. That's probably what it is. So you had a run in with the deceptor creeps, huh? Yeah. Too bad I wasn't there. I'm always ready to rescue a girl as pretty as you. Mm. What do you know about power glide? He is explicitly expressing his interest in her. And she's asking about a robot. She's asking, like, what's his deal? What's the deal with that robot? She totally ignores his advances. Yeah, he's doing everything but but lifting dumbbells. Yeah, you know he's like, where's the out? gym, by the way? I got to get to the gym. So let's hurry this along, lady. So there's something wrong here. I don't I don't know. Like, again, it's I don't want to judge her. I just think that these are signs of something else going on inside. And again, her father's recently passed. Robot issues. Robo-ish. Yes. <laughs> Go do the robo dishes. Also, this is so great. This I I was waiting for them to follow up on this line with something that would clarify that it's not sexual, but uh-huh. they did not. So I have to take it as sexual. Spike says, Yeah, well, there's a few things he can't do, you know. Like have sex without killing you. Oh, I didn't even make the connection there. Really? Travis, I was going to say of all the people <laughs> what? in the world with robot sex on the brain. You're like, your record, Travis. Come on now. <laughs> He, I mean, I'm glad they snuck that in, but that's a little, little spicy. The writers just smoking cigarettes in the room, like, yeah. You know what? Let's just, let's just get dirty on. Give this it to way. him. Hey, you know, yeah, that guy came in and had a cigar and ta- and like put it out. <laughs> and he had two women in bikinis with him. He said, "I'll tell you how you punch this mother up, huh?" Yeah. Powerglide is pretty much flying solo. No, I deserve more than that. (laughs) (laughs) On this one, uh, this was true of the episode we watched last year where there was pretty much two Autobots, Uh two Decepticons, and a bunch of humans running around. But that seems... Dancing, buddy. Oh, man, they were dancing. Go go check that one out, guys. It's worth (laughs) it. That's kind of true on this one. There's uh, really just one Transformer, mm-hmm. one Autobot that is the focus, a tiny bit of supporting characters, and then a few more Decepticons. But like when you have a cast this big, I mean, maybe that was the new toy that was out, and that's the reason he got the spotlight. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's, it also feels weird because he is risking his life, his robotic life for this woman, and the Decepticons are pulling a thing, like a big deal. They're trying to take over the world and get Energon or whatever the hell their whole thing is. They're Energon, st- Energon, They're Energon. still about the Energon. Energon cubes, Energon cubes. <laughs> in, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No Autobots really to be seen. At first, I thought maybe they're just busy, like with other missions. I don't yeah. know what they do. What are they doing here anymore? Maybe they're with the cops. They're, they should be helping out the cops. <laughs> the yeah, cops are. They should be help- some of them are taking on new jobs as <laughs> civil servants. Or are they just not prioritizing his situation with the girl? Are they just assuming that it's not a big deal because he's in love with this girl, Power Glide? And they're just like, ah, it's just like a he's just a puppy in love, whatever. He'll rip her apart soon. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll accidentally step on her, or roll over her, or something. <laughs> the Autobots in this episode, I found a list. Okay. The Autobots in this episode, Power Glide, obviously. Optimus Prime, he shows up. He's not really involved for some reason, but yeah. he's there. There's a guy named Ratchet, a guy named Wheeljack, and a guy named Ironhide. Couldn't have told you that from what I heard in the cartoon. Yeah. One of them is an ambulance, and I don't know what the other one is, or the other two. <laughs> this show, it's impossible. I don't even think kids can keep up with this. I don't think so. Buddy. No. Uh-uh. Decepticons. Here's the list on this one. Oh, Bushel. Well, more than I thought there could have been in this single episode. I think they're sneaking them in. I mean, they are robots in disguise, so they could be- just flashing them on the, serious, on yeah, the subliminal. Yeah. Dirge. Ramjet. That's a random assortment of words. Thrust. Ooh, Ramjet and Thrust. We're kind of, <laughs> this is episode 69, isn't it? Megatron, of course, the leader. Scrapper, Bone Crusher, Hook, Hook, like the movie with Robin Williams, <laughs> Bangarang, Long Haul, Mixmaster, Scavenger, Soundwave, we definitely saw him, <laughs> and Rumble. The- where? Where were there this many fucking Decepticons? This is insane. This is, I really don't know, but that's like, that is how slam bang thank you dang this uh, I, episode I played, is. I played Decepticon number three in the yeah, grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> They're just sneaking them in underneath us. So many robots that I can't even, I just, maybe I don't even recognize them anymore. One's on the bench, just read a newspaper totally. and shit. Yeah, they're just, they're populating those backgrounds so that people buy those toys. Megatron should be as angry as he is with these three conehead jets that come back to him saying, we lost the girl. Uh I don't know, boss. We lost the girl. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. He's pissed. And it's like, how do you screw up a kidnapping? You're three robots. One robot should be able to do this. Even if another robot shows up and they said their excuse is we didn't expect a transformer to show up. Yeah. Like he should be very upset. And he is, of course. You got laser laser technology. Yes. You're three jets worth of people. And they, when they get Astoria up into their Skylab or whatever it is, that's this, it looks like a flying, it's kind of like the Millennium Falcon with towers on it, I guess, but yeah, it's I was huge. I to say that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Do you want to go back and say it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you credit for thinking it. How much? Two points. All right. They have Astoria strapped into a chair. They've kidnapped her. Mm-hmm. And there's something emasculating for those Transformers, for those Decepticons, Megatron and the others, that they are towering over this woman and they are yelling at her, saying, interrogating her, trying to get information. As soon as I find out what that girl knows, I can turn the Earth's electromagnetic field into raw energon. You got any burgers in this joint? Silence. You guys are like the worst hosts. Tell me what you know and you will be released. I don't even know what you're talking about. Tell me what you know. All I know is that you're a complete and total utter... Silence! 
even if she wasn't resisting them, there's something very like, guys, this is just, this is way below you. Like you should have some interns do this or something. This is way below your station. (laughs) You're giant robots. You're giant robots. You don't have any slave humans you've captured. Yeah, that you can just like any detectives that are dirty that you're paying an Energon or something like that. You can have come up here and do the interrogation. It's ridiculous. You know, they do. I, I, they're not using them. They should though. In that chair, a story is about to undergo and doesn't ultimately, which thank God, something called the psychoprobe. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 69. I think we should, I know this is 85, so this is after the time, but I think we should retire the word probe for a short duration. Thanks to aliens, it has gotten such a bad rap. Like I can't not think of something. Probe is butt. Exactly. Probe, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. Everyone's think it's invasive. I know, and that's what this is. They're going to try to get into her mind, and they yeah. do a little bit, I guess. Get into her mind. Stay out of my daughter's mind, you, <laughs> you Decepticons. No Decept. My daughter's not going to date no Decepticon. Where are you taking my daughter tonight? Yeah. Hmm? Oh, to the psychoprobe, huh? <laughs> Down to the psychoprobe. Do not get in her mind. <laughs> now they do probe her mind initially, looking for this formula. <laughs> And I guess they're doing a dig on Astoria. She doesn't seem, I I will say, she doesn't seem especially bright in this cartoon. And sometimes that's to her benefit, like her not knowing things that are going on. leads her to do more courageous stuff. But Soundwave turns around and says, Subject's mind completely empty. Impossible! Hey, I forgot to tell you, mean machines don't get along too well. Especially slimeball machines like you. That her mind is completely empty. Now, I don't know if that's just compared to a transformer brain or whatever, but she is she is either really dumb or really gutsy to be mouthing off to these 20-foot robots as they are interrogating her. Like she is a tough customer. We're talking about Astoria, and I'm still worried about her. Right now, yeah. this this young lady, I think, is on a bad path. Perhaps I would I would say that yeah. she loves the drama. She is physically like drawn magnetically almost to this <laughs> to battles between sky gods from <sighs> cyber world. Like she has to insert herself into this. She is sexually attracted to this robot because he saves her and because he's involved in danger. It seems like a bad deal. And when they actually do interact, I mean, it's kind of cute. It's kind of a moonlighting type of, you know, like, I hate you, but I really love you sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but he, it also turns into one, like a honeymooners relationship pretty fast. We've got to find out why they want you. I want to go flying. I'll send you flying. I will hit you and you will go flying. And he's kidding, but that that's just... And here's the thing. Lots of physicality in this relationship. Not even just the Decepticons, between Power Glide and Astoria. Right. Like, their hands are all over each other and not in a touchy-feely way. She struggles with him. It seems bad for both of them. Like, he's kind of like... They're setting the standard that it's how we show each other affection is for me to jump on you, for you to throw me across on the asphalt. She was crossing his boundary, trying to jump back into his body. Uh-huh. That's not cool. He didn't want that. That's not That's not okay. We don't have that relationship yet. And it is kind of like, you know, when she presses the button and it makes him fall, it's like if a rat crawled inside our body... And was poking on our bladder. Get the fuck out of me. Just okay. get out of me. Get out of there. Stop it. Cool okay. it. She's trying to get back into him. So that's not okay. But his reaction, 
is a little over the top. Yeah. Throwing her down on the street with that level of force. And she's fine. I, I don't know what her if she's driven by love to not feel pain. But she'd be in a body cast at best right. after yeah. that. <laughs> compound fractures everywhere. All, an entire a compound fracture from head to toe. And if the Decepticons were really being smart, they would have Reflector, who is those three little purple Decepticons that come together to make a camera. Okay. They would have had him spotting the guy. They would have filmed it, released it on YouTube. Powerglide would at least be on probation from the Transformers for the season, if not released. Good point. Absolutely. Good point. But she'd still be with him. Ultimately, yeah. 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 I think, she, sadly, I think they would both keep finding each other. And I'm, I'm pulling for you guys. I just don't think, I don't think this is healthy. It's sick. See someone. Seek help. Is there help for that? If you're a Transformer or a woman trapped in a relationship with a Transformer, seek help. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, next time I'm in town, would it be okay if I uh, looked you up? That would be wonderful. <laughs> you're wonderful. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you're not so bad yourself, kid. You really mean it? Well, uh, sure. <laughs> and if her dad's death is affecting her, fine. I, I, I hear that. What's Powerglide's excuse? Just a freak. He's just a, he is a big freak. <laughs> He's a big old freak, that power glide. I mean, he seems innocent of like, he really doesn't want to be involved, but this is this is how these things start. <laughs> <laughs> Ever so gently. Yeah, this is how things start with a robot and a woman, a human woman. Astoria is so bad with machines. This is established in the show. Like not only does she press the button and it causes power glide to lose control of his bodily functions, yeah. but like any machine she's around has a supernatural reaction to her where it doesn't work well to the point that when they're the station power glides flown in and saved her the Decepticons are no longer an issue right. the station is going down and he's trying to maneuver it away from the city so it doesn't crush people and it won't start it won't work even though he's repaired it until she's out of the room yeah. which he literally throws her out of the room at her at her protest, she is thrown out of the room. You just see her fly out like you said something in a bar in a movie, uh -huh. and then you cut to outside the bar, and you're just thrown out. <laughs> you're, you come flying out of the door. She's that bad around machines. Maybe take a hint from nature. <laughs> if machines are freaking out around you, like my dad has this thing. My dad has this thing. Computers tend to go bad around him, and I don't know if that's uh, physiology or what. Okay. But he can't wear watches for very long, or they go, like, if he wears one for more than a few days or whatever, a week, <laughs> uh -huh. it just stops running. Don't know why. Magnetism? Right. I yeah. don't know. I don't wear watches. Maybe I have it, too. Maybe I have powers. I don't Not. Dude, you gotta explore. I'm not guessing. All right. Okay. But, yeah, if she's just every machine she's around goes bad, don't get involved with a man who is a machine. Who you're going to wind up killing. Yeah. You're probably, they're both going to end up in jail or worse. <laughs> they're both going to end up in jail or the morgue, the Transformer morgue. You know, I joke, well, I don't really joke because I really mean how I am afraid of AI and these types of things, but uh -huh. the Transformers don't bother me in that same way. I am afraid of them because they don't seem to care for the damage they do to our world, but they all have such cute personalities and accents and stuff that and quirky. Yeah. They seem to be people <laughs> like I, I will call them people and say that even if it is AI, artificial intelligence, whatever, that I'm not that afraid of them. I'm not afraid of Optimus Prime. Okay. I'm good with them. <laughs> 
but I am a little put off by AI in real life. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Just go back two episodes, like two episodes to RoboCop to find out some of my feelings or any episode. We've ever, <laughs> any episode we've ever had, probably, right. whether there's robots in it or not. We've seems like one of the first things that we would develop anytime there's a technology like porn drives the technology. Like, yeah. it, you know, that's how we ended up with VHS over beta. That's how we ended up with what? Blu-ray over HD, DVD. Yep. So not only that, but just love and sex are kind of driving forces for these things. So with robots and AI, we've already made, well, we already made fake body parts and women and these things. Yep. Men too, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> but also we have these robots that are often female that are created uh, specifically in Japan. Okay. They're very lifelike and it's creepy as hell. Like it is just shoot it in the head, burn it with fire, <laughs> throw acid on it, whatever it takes to kill it completely though. Because if it, if there's any trace left judgment day, it's coming back for you. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the idea that shows up again and again in science fiction is the robot lover. Could you ever see yourself maybe not exclusively, but with a robot? Let's say it's basically like uh, it's about 99% human looking and feeling and all these things. That's not what I'm concerned with. I'm more concerned with the with the uh, the conversation, the realness, if you will. Okay. So the personality that they would be providing. Yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. What if a robot came up to you on the street and offered you like a one night stand? Yeah, I'm good with that. You go, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, the personality. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, okay. but I mean, if, if this, if this girl is going to act like Power Glide, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out. Oh, I, I like Power Glide. <laughs> You mean like a, a like a smarmy yeah. 1950s lady? Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I'm out, dude. Okay, okay. I can hear that. I can okay. hear that. Thank you. Yeah. What I, about you, buddy? Uh, well, I mean, I, to be quite on brand, no, I think I would be too afraid of anything that had any actual artificial intelligence. Like, it's like, you know, the, the problems of a Google car or whatever, where it's like, what if it just decides to drive off the road? Because yeah. it's not functioning. Like, what if it wants to rip off a body part just because it's, oopsie, I did not mean to. But there's that. And then there's also the, I, I will have to admit, I'm very, like, the thought of there being AI, like even Dr. Spatzo, our good friend Dr. Spatzo, who's shown up on the show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> who's, like, barely an AI. My immediate thought, even though I'm kind of creeped out by that, it's just speech and text. But I'm kind of creeped out by it, but I'm very tempted to fuck with it. Yeah. Like, I want to see what I can do to piss it off and, and make it weird and do. So, like, I am afraid that I would mess with a robot of any kind, really, uh, you know, romance bot or whatever. Until it fucking smashed you. Until I <laughs> drove it insane somehow. Like, or I, I, I heard it emotionally. Like, I'm just like called into name. I'm like, hey, you're stupid. And then it's just like, yeah, your dad's one too many. And then like, who, I don't know how developed it is, but it's, uh, that's one too many. Yeah. Yeah. It has a threshold for that. Like, I don't, I don't have a moral objection to anyone doing any of that. There are people who are who are in relationships with like the blown up women, women, aren't there? Yeah, inflatable women. Yeah, <laughs> like very much so. So, <laughs> sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. Thanks for the support. I know three of them. So I'm I'm not against anyone doing that if they want to, but I just I just like this relationship uh -huh. between Power Glide and Astoria, <laughs> I foresee a bad ending. Somebody's got to break up with somebody. There's no marriages happening here. Like, you're going to get a divorce from your robot wife or husband or however you want to define that. It's going to happen. And then who gets the kids? Who gets the dog? Who gets half the money? Uh, who gets who, the flash drive? Who gets their jugular <laughs> ripped out by yeah. metal hands? 
Like you got to figure these things out. Do you sign a prenuptial agreement with a robot? <laughs> like if in in the circumstance in which you murder me in my sleep, this is what will happen. <laughs> you get my money. <laughs> yes. If you bite off parts of my skin while I'm sleeping, <laughs> you get my money. You get my money. What's scarier to you? Ocean stuff or the AI? Because I know both of them are uh, your fears. Good buddy. Ocean currently scarier because it's there's no new developments with the ocean. It's it is what it is. I mean, we may find things we've never seen before, which is very scary, but it's already a defined scary. It's out there. Yeah. And it's looking for me. <laughs> it will find <laughs> it's you. got my number. I, I've stepped into it ankle deep a few times, so it knows what, what I'm like. It's tasted me. Yeah. It's it's licked <laughs> the salt off my my feet. So it is it knows my scent and it's out to find me. We'll come back to yeah. the coast, buddy. That's the ocean in my sleep. Well, I never pick up conches to listen to the seashell inside because it's, it's going to grab you. And put you yeah, in it's just a message of murder. Every time I pick one up, I see you. God, that'd be scary. That'd be scary as hell. That's a story right there. Yeah, it's that's scarier to me, even though the ocean, you know, is slightly more passive because like if I don't go near it, it tends to respect me currently. My my boundary of I won't go to you. You don't come to me, please. For now. For now. Yeah. Until it finds me. <laughs> Uh, but the robot thing, like once it developed to that point, like really got to that point where we really are saying, you'll barely tell the difference. Right. Then, and there's infomercials <laughs> telling you that. <laughs> then I might be more afraid of that because a robot could just come to my house and, and kill you. Do a kill. I don't know. I mean, maybe they maybe they want to torture just to see. I don't understand your emotions. I will torture you. I want to, to see it in out. full range. Yeah. I want to see where, like, they make you really happy. They pet you like a doggy, and then they scream in your face, and then they rip party off, and... We're just, we're just meat to them. The whole, the whole range. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I wanted to, we spent most, we managed to get through most of an episode about robots without getting to this place, but we, we're always going to end up here. You know that with me again, Transformers. I trust you. I trust Transformers. I know you're going to be mischievous with me and pretend to be a boombox and all that business, but I can accept that if you're going to keep being such a calming presence as Optimus Prime. Yeah, right. You know, like I'm cool with that. And I, I support, I guess at the end of the day, I, how about this for Power Glide and Astoria? Okay. I don't think that it's a healthy relationship, but I don't control their lives, Travis. Yeah. So I respect that this is their relationship, their choice, and I support them in their happiness and their choices. All right. That's as good as I can do. I thought you were going to go a different, a different direction with that. Well, do you support them? Yes. I support them, but I was going to say that I just want to see them make love one time just to see what the, just to see what that, that that train wreck is good buddy i love that you said it like it's a, a foregone conclusion it's like well i ordered the prime rib where's the mashed potatoes <laughs> well, it's episode <laughs> it's episode 69 well episode 69, don't tell anybody <laughs> i mean i don't you mean for and i mean it's okay if it's not just for scientific oh, purposes i want to see but, the mechanics of it oh yeah i like what you're saying <laughs> you pick it up what i'm putting down i understand your sexual stuff <laughs> No, I would be interested to see. Well, I think what would happen, one, it would just kill her. <laughs> Two, before it killed her, he would just probably be asking, hey, uh, what sex? Like, he wouldn't know what she's talking about. And I don't think they come anatomically equipped for that. Well, I don't know. All right. In my dreams, everything is... In, in your fan art that yeah. you've drawn? <laughs> right here. I got a whole... That's all I've been doing. And these 3D models that I've made... <laughs> And animations. <laughs> no, I mean, I would be interested to see how that works. I figure it's going to be a, it's going to be a nightmare. 
<laughs> it's going to be a damn nightmare. I never said I wanted to watch it day in and day out, but I want to see it one time. A day. <laughs> every second of every day. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on this uh, this first sweep of the broom. <laughs> for spring break. Spring break. Spring... Cleaning break. Uh, cleaning break of 2019. We're going to be walking down memory lane, and it's going to be a good time. Come back next week. We don't know what we're covering yet, but we wouldn't tell you even if we did, because like the Transformers, we're very secretive. I'll never tell, as some might say. (laughs) In the meantime, while you're you're sitting at home just like vibrating from thinking about what are they going to cover next, Uh (laughs) you can contact us. Maybe you want to write us about what you'd like to hear next. Follow us on Twitter at DPTuneCast. You can email us dptuncast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash dptuncast. And wherever you listen to us, whatever you listen to us on, please, please, please rate and review us. It's it, Just give us that review. Give us that rating. It gets people noticing us. We want to reach more people and tell them about tunes. Across the nations. All the nations of the world. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check out our rap music video on YouTube. It's a parody mashup of 1992's X-Men animated series theme. Mixed with Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. Just uh, double up, uh, uh. Search Days Past Tooncast. It's on YouTube. It's great. Make us viral, please. And if you want more of this voice in your ears, for some reason, you can find pretty much anywhere you find this Tooncast. Mm-hmm. You can find a podcast called The Parables. P A I R Ables. Very important. Pair Ables. Very important to spell it similar to how we spell it. It's a podcast I do with our dear friend Allie, who was also a guest on the show not mm-hmm. too long ago, talking about X Men. It is a nerd central podcast. So if you are a jock, you will beat up this podcast. We guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hate us. <laughs> All right. Tooncasting duties done. Check mark. Travis, yeah, let's roll out. Let's bounce, man. We're ready, buddy. Let's get this party started. Woo-hoo. Until next time, tutor my duder. Tutor my duder. Will, can I drive? We're gonna do this podcast Cast right today. now. Right now. Mm-hmm. I just want to do it today, like before noon, m- noon night, mid noon. All right. Days past tune cast. Days past tune cast. Day 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 Soft serve ice cream. <laughs> I love this I'm like, shit. It's, it's Scotty Pimpin, baby. Scotty Pimpin over here, babe. And this is Michael Horton. Briefful. Briefful. I don't even know what works are. Championship. Championship. Just don't make me say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Your Honor. It's impossible. You just have a stroke. Yeah, this is Will's neighbor. My baby's having nightmares.